I'm Kate, Biomedical Engineering. And I'm Kate, Pre-Med. And you're listening to Filled Out Podcast, a show focused on sharing our experiences as immigrant college students, connecting and inspiring you all to succeed in college and life. Welcome back to another banger episode. Thank y'all for listening and tuning in. For this week's episode, we also got an amazing guest. But before we introduce the guest, you know, let's get some, you know, housekeeping stuff. So how you been, bro? What you been doing? Just on the grind, man. Like schoolwork and everything, bro. A lot of requirements, by medical engineering, bro. You already know what's up, but like it's a lot of grind, bro. Everything takes time. No, I'm not trying to like rush through everything, but like just doing this podcast thing, bro. Like everything takes time, trying to balance everything out, but it's all grind, bro, and God's probably, you know, blessing, of course, because, like, everything we do without God is not possible, but, like, we're just sure. checking on the family, bro, trying to make sure everything's straight and handling business, bro, schoolwork and everything, man. How you all been? How you been? Yeah, bro, I've been cooling, bro, just enjoying the journey, taking it one day at a time, you know, making sure I don't lose sight of the goal, because sometimes, you know, you begin to question what's the point of everything that we're doing, but, you know, just enjoying it, taking it one day at a time. So here, um, for this week's episode, we are joined by one amazing gentleman in the name of Stephen Ogarupe. Chai! Ogarupe! Welcome to the podcast, man. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Yo, thank y'all for How having me, man. I'm amazing. Amazing, sure. man. I can't complain right now. But yeah, for our audience who might not know who you are, can you just like, you know, tell them a little bit what you do, your major and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Stephen Ogarupe. Uh, I'm a fourth-year biology major chemistry minor on a pre-dental track uh recently been accepted to dental school uh let's see what i'm uh dang there's so much to say so uh, much to say you know like and i kind of felt like this was like you know um like an icebreaker yeah. you know, when you're part of like um it's like these extracurriculars or organizations they might ask like do everybody stand up and introduce yourself it's like okay what else do you say nah but um i was a part of the 2029 2019 um Chappelle cluster i was a part of the 2020 um yukon dat preparatory program um i am a um a proud brother of the theta row chapter of alpha phi Alpha fraternity incorporated um i'm a general member of dmc i also do a lot of uh, legwork for them as well mm-hmm. um i'm always around as a community leader for them when we first started mentoring at benford uh i don't know like i'm a uh, <laughs> I'm the owner of shop.ekbe, you feel me, on Instagram, yeah. with Body Butter, you know what it is. Yeah, you, um, you're doing a lot of stuff, bro. This, this shit crazy, bro. I remember when I first I first got here, I don't know if you remember this one, when I first met you, bro, I was trying to apply for um, the Chappelle program. Yeah, And I yeah. was like, you know, hey, this is my boy, um, what is it called, Steven. He just did it. He was an ambassador, <laughs> and I met you, know, like, helping with my essay and stuff like that. Man, see, that's what I say. It's like a lot to say. It's like I forgot about yeah. that. It's but, you know, COVID too, man. Like you end up forgetting a lot right, of things right. that happen. But uh, yeah, uh, after Chappep, after that six week program, man, I, I chose to uh, be a Chappep ambassador, and essentially just talk about my experiences at Chappep and what Chappep is. Um, Chappep stands for Summer Health Professional Enrichment Program, and um, for me, like that joint was very important, um, and that's why I came back to like talk about you know what what kind of things we did there and yeah. you know how i enjoyed the program yeah yeah all right so since we started by you know talking about your major because you're doing not your major your track your pre-dent 
why don't we start right there? So why, why did you choose dentistry, man? Because there's all, you know, there's medicine, there's pharmacy, so many different professional schools. So why dentistry for you? Man, for me, essentially, I just kind of like mixed a lot of things that um, I really, really enjoyed and then like came up with dentistry. So you'd be surprised. I actually want to be a carpenter. I want to be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about like your five year old. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I ever wanted to be, so man. Wild. Like you know how some people be like, yo, I want to be a president. I want to be a lawyer. Da da da. Like nah, nah, nah. For me, it was a carpenter. I just wanted to work with my hands, essentially, um, and you know, just bring like a level of uniqueness to a space, build things, fix things, all that kind of stuff. And I also had a um, my my parents at least. Um, they had a friend that would come and just like erect the the fence and put in the marble countertop they were just he did a lot man yeah. and i would just be watching him you know and so i, I kind of like wanted to emulate that uh, but at that same time i needed braces i had a misaligned tooth 10 and uh if anybody knows like it's like right here i guess yeah. they can see it but <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like right by your incisors and so like you know when you smile like people could see that you know it's like right in the right. you know front of your front of your um face and so you know I, I told my dad like yo i need i need to get this fixed man like this is bad you know these people are mean like i was telling you before man your peers are so mean growing up yeah and um, making fun of you all the time yeah, yeah yeah it was definitely one of those things and so after like a year and a half of having braces bro like that whole experience was like life-changing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i really enjoyed like going to the dentist i enjoyed like making my own appointments and like driving there and then driving back and then of, of course getting like six six month cleanings um mm -hmm. even before the time i got braces i always enjoyed just the environment of the dent of yeah. the dentist's office and then uh dr Pagano, shout out to you man a primary dentist um only one to ever touch my teeth like he is super tough mm -hmm. and so just as an individual honestly um and i remember when uh he took my braces off and you know you're in the dental chair and he's like he gave me the mirror to look at my smile for the first time when my teeth finally 100% aligned. Wow. And bro, it was just like a burst of confidence, burst of like, just like it, happiness, just excitement. Like I felt filled, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, I wanted to remember that feeling and I wanted to be able to give that to somebody else. Um, also during that time, I, uh, well, my dad gave me a camera. He gave me a camera, my first ever DSLR. And uh, I would just like walk around my neighborhood with my grandma and we'd be taking pictures of like the same tree, yeah. right? It was like this like year round project. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously we were like watching the seasons change and how that affected the tree. So I started with like nature shots and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like w what I basically did was like combine everything, like the art, the artistic side of myself, the, um, the practical side with the manual dexterity, wanting to like work with my hands. Mm -hmm. um, actually my my dental experience uh and i was just like nah like this is this is what i want to be right here. i want to be able to give people these smiles because I, I feel that i'm capable yeah you know yeah. uh i know you're pre-med though i am i am but why is that was one hell of a yeah was on your personal statement because this this is a really really cohesive that was amazing because like Personally, I don't, I don't have an amazing story like because you're about to ask me why am I doing pre med, right? Yeah, yeah, you're like, pre med too, right? No, I'm doing that. Just letting it come to hand. Right? But oh man, that's that's deep though. I know like a lot of work too. Like I was trying to do like pre med, but like you know my passion is more towards like just strictly engineering stuff and just mm -hmm. engineering stuff. So 
I decided to go like just straight in, you know. And yeah. But yeah, I just want to like touch back on it because like you've been talking about, you know, your dad and everything. We're gonna get more into the um, dentistry stuff, obviously. But like you know, just growing up with your parents. Like I know you're from Nigeria, right? Is yeah, that yeah, my dad's from Nigeria. Yeah. But you know, I'm. I, I wasn't born here. Kobe wasn't born here too. I moved here like you know five years ago and everything. But so it was different because like I live with my mom back home and my grandma and my mom mm-hmm. had to like you know just move here. And you know I just moved here too. Like you know I'll say like 15 years later or however you want to put it. But like, you know it was like totally different. But just being in Africa, like you know I had this um you know just like I guess African heritage in me because like you know I'm like pure African, bro. Like whatever wherever I go, I'm still gonna be African. But like just moving here, it was like totally different, bro. Like the yeah. African heritage and everything. Like trying to dive into the um black community and everything. But it was like totally crazy, bro. So. How was your experience growing up, man? Because, like, you know, my mom, we stayed, like, we lived together, but, like, it was totally different. Because when I moved here, I had to face a lot of obstacles, bro. Like, it was crazy. Even with my parents, bro, it was, like, just trying to, like, you know, just live together in, like, you know, cohesive environment. It was, mm-hmm. like, totally different. Because, like, do it. They had all these expectations, bro, and school had all these expectations, too. So it was, like, totally different, bro. But how was your challenges growing up with immigrant parents bro obviously we were born here so the experience was like pretty different you're like pretty much american but like mm. compared to me or like your personal story how was it like growing up us like you know a nigerian american or just being born here bro like how was it yeah yeah so uh actually me and kobe was building before this mm-hmm. and um we were talking about uh just like for for me personally one of the biggest things was like trying to embody that role of being a child of two worlds you know, and um, like we were saying, man, it w- it's so hard to to do that because for me personally, like, yeah, I am Nigerian, but like I'm born here. But it's like there's a major there's, you know, growing up, there's a disconnect because maybe the food that I eat or like, you know, I, you know, my maybe my dad comes to the parent teacher conference and the heavy accent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like open African drip, <laughs> you know, and um you know, unlike y'all, you guys are from the from Nova, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like y'all, it's super diverse over there, which is much different from where I'm from. Like I'm from the seven five. You know, mm. like literally like five. I want to say like no, no more than ten. I always say five, but to be fair, you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna say no more than ten Africans in my high school graduating class. Really? Africans, not even just Nigerians, Ghanaians. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole continent. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. It's not really a lot of uh, diversity. It's not a lot of um, you don't really find uniqueness per se in like. What part? Mm. Like what part of seven five seven are you from? I'm from the beach. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, from the beach. Okay, so I just say it like that. You know, I can speak on the beach. Um, but also too, I would like go around to different cities, and it would be kind of like the same demographics, uh, compared to like when I go up there. Um, I might hang in Woodbridge or go to um, go to somewhere in the highway, and it's like you just yeah. you feel the culture, you know. And I have like plenty of friends that are from y'all parts and they talk they talk about these like cultural talent shows that y'all would have and just yeah. these like real festival times that have a lot to do with like you guys heritage it's very different so i would say that's another challenge like growing up it's like okay where do i seek where, where can i seek this you know where can i seek culture because i i know who i am um and i know what i bring to the table and but where can i find that in other places around me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um that was that was a big challenge but as far as like family goes communication communication um 
you know, growing up, calling cards. It's not as easy as now. Like, everybody's like, WhatsApp and, like, all that good stuff. But it's like, or Facebook Messenger. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the calling cards. Um, and there is a disconnect, like, with the language. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, although I know how to speak um, Ubagara, which is um, my father's dialect, it's it's like it's understandable for sure but you know you get the people that really like are 100 percent, and they know that oh this, mm-hmm. you know he's this guy's probably from the uk or us or he's you know he's from abroad or whatever um so it's like the communication aspect as well was just like lacking and you know you don't really talk to them too too much so when you do talk to them it's just kind of like a, hey like how you doing right. how's, how's your family doing how's your wife or your husband or something like that but you don't really get to, or for me personally, like it was very hard for me to get to know um, uh, a lot of my extended family, like on that second and third layer, apart from just asking, you know, how's your day and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. You get me, how's your health? And, you know, just the regular questions right, that yeah. everybody asks. But what tribe? What tribe you from? With, yeah, yeah. So I'm fr- I'm from Biakman, or my 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 father's from Biakman. That's where we're from. Um, it's very close to Calaba, the first capital of Nigeria. Um, Wait, that was the first capital. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? Calaba. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew it used to be like Abuja, like a few years back, right? They changed. Where was the capital, right? Is it Lagos or Abuja? Yeah, yeah. So the political capital, yeah, is um Abuja. Abuja. Yeah. Um, and then they say like the commercial capital, kind of like uh, like a New York or like LA That's type Lagos. thing is Lagos. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, Lagos you go to is, is there one up in the north? Is that south? Uh, uh, Lagos is like I would say it's like west, and then um, it's like southwest, uh, and then um. <coughs> Abuja is like in the north, yeah, the housing people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think like specifically, oh, sorry, not to cut you, my bad, I think I cut you off. You straight? No, yeah. Yeah, so I think specifically like with, in terms of the like family dynamics, right, mm-hmm. I just wanted to more, ask more so like, because like me personally, um, my parents, when my dad came, was like 40, mm-hmm. and I was like 15 when I came here. So like, is there, because um, you said when your dad came, it was like what, I mean, it's mid-20s, right? Yeah, maybe like mid-20s. Mid-20s. Yeah. So do you think there's a um, cultural divide in the sense that like, you know, certain things that you might be into your dad might be like you know what's the like what's the point of doing like for instance like recently i got i got my hair braided right and like, <laughs> <laughs> like every single time my mom always like asked me like what's the point but over here like you know it's normal like you know what i mean so in yeah. a way it's challenging because you got to explain to them like you know that does not mean i'm a bad person it's just something to do you know what i mean okay. so like is there like a cultural you know a difference okay. sometimes like you go to school certain things that you do that you come when you explain to your parents they're like you know or maybe there wasn't a lot of that because when your dad came, he was younger. Was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. When my dad came, he was he was definitely a young man. Um, and I think he did a great job of assimilating because I do have some mm-hmm. friends that it's like you know something you know you live you live out you, you know you can't take the African out of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like a lot of those traditional beliefs, um, no matter how they come, like they just they're very concrete. Um, but you know to answer your question, yeah. So I was like the first. And, you know, first son to get like my, like either my hair braided or I got like ear pierced. Yeah. You know, I got Did my ears pierced. You said what? Did that cause issues? Or no? It didn't really like. I wouldn't say cause issues, but there was just like, my dad just wanted to to ask like like what is that? He just wanted to make sure I had a purpose with what I was doing. Mm. And like I respect him for it. Like it, it wasn't like a like a why are you doing that? Like because he doesn't get mad like when I wear jeans and stuff. And you know like African men. Yeah. I, is it like that for y'all too? Like, uh, not, th- not really. Way, way, I think when my mom jeans? was growing up, mm. her mom was like, it was not right for her to put on jeans. So that was like, what, maybe 
20, 30 years ago. Mm. But I think now it's more like acceptable yeah, to like, you know. Word, word. Yeah, yeah, bro. For my dad, bro, he'll never wear jeans. Ever. Really? But yeah, I don't, and I don't even know like really the reason for that. But it's not like he doesn't get upset with us because we wear jeans or if we express interest in a tattoo or, you know, if my other brothers want to get some kind of piercings or, you know, just anything like that really or do anything with their hair. Like, um, you know, in fact, my, my dad, uh, <laughs> he recently had locks. Oh, for real? Yeah, bro. Like he had he had locks and he used to tell me a story of like this era in his life where he had locks. And he was like, he was, not not that he was outcast for it, but he was just very unique for it. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously, like you were saying, like doing things with your hair as a man, like you don't really <laughs> see too, too much of. So for him, like that was a, was a very different thing. And uh, he ended up doing it again because like COVID and then like barbershops were closed and he didn't want to get too close to people. And my sister does hair. And so it was just, just ran smoothly. And um, I think it's just a testament to his, his amount of like assimilation. I'm so like thankful for that because mm-hmm. I, I know how it is to like still have those you know traditional, very very strict, concrete beliefs and not really, like being flexible with them. Right. You right. know. I had a question though. I know you were talking about how like it is like really traditional at home, but like when you were talking about schools, like it was like really hard to like find yourself in an yeah. African setting. But like, how about like you know do you all like go to church? How is it like over there? Like. Is it like a Nigerian church? Is it like more traditional there, or how is it? Like yeah, like so growing up, my bad. Yeah, oh, in the seven, seven five seven. Yeah. yeah, so for for me in the beach, um, nah, I went to a non-denominational church. It was an all black church, but it wasn't like um, strictly African. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been to one. I might have been to maybe one or two services with my sister. Uh, so my older brother and older sister, they're born back home. Um, my brother was born in the village, and then. My sister was born in Nagoja, not too, not too far from the village, and um, you know, they still kept a lot of those, like, uh, I guess like those ways of life of like you know like seeking out certain things. Um, so I know when I did go to like those church services, like it was with them. It wasn't like with my parents. Like we all just went to a non-denominational church, all black, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, I, and there was there was a high level of community um, there just as black people, you know, people of African descent, um, whether you be first generation or, or whether you be African-American, whatever the case may be, like there was still a level of community, um, but it wasn't just like strictly African. Yeah, yeah but, so do you have a question or whatever you wanna say? You yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so I wanna share the conversation yeah, about, another talking about religion again? And yeah, after, yeah, 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 so what's your, um like do you have a, are you, Christian, atheist? Yeah, yeah, Christian, non-denominational. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was raised exactly like that. Absolutely. All right, this makes more sense. A lot of people, because, you know, in America, people have different, like, one of my close friends, he's um, atheist, agnostic, or something like that, so he doesn't really believe in the existence of any God, but, you Mm. know, he's just his own person. I I feel it, but I I can't relate to that one, per se. I can't. No, that's, that's, um, you know, we and also too in like in the village too we have like very interesting beliefs man um so we believe like our ancestors are guiding us mm. right and so like that that's why like i was i definitely grew up very religious but i think now there's been like more of a shift into like spirituality and, I was about like, to say that. you know um in, incorporating just like different aspects of 
um, my life or maybe my heritage into like my be- my spiritual beliefs. And so like that's when like you know my ancestors are my angels. Like I'm I'm not here without their guidance. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Like I'm a strong believer of that. And of course there's like a supreme God I believe. Um, but uh, our ancestors are so important. So I'll give you a couple examples. Like you know I graduated high school. First thing we did as a family was pour libation. Mm. Pour libation, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like what you're doing is um, you're calling you're calling the past names yeah. um, of, of the people in your family. You know what I'm saying? You're bringing them down to come and enjoy this like festival time with you, right? And like you're like, you could be pouring like um, alcohol or cold water. It just depends on who's doing it. Um, usually if the in in our culture if the the oldest woman in the room is is pouring libation like usually it's um you know she might have like cold water Mm -hmm. um but then like if a man is doing it he might have um dark liquor sorry uh i think it's uh it's a light liquor yeah light light strong liquor like it's it's not like (laughs) the one you drink you know it's it's not one of those ones you drink for real for real it's like it's like real real (laughs) strong alcohol so i've just been kind of like incorporating different spiritual aspects do you say you consider yourself more spiritual than religious yeah yeah what would you say yeah i'm more i'm more spiritual than religious like i have the same um discussion with my roommate all the time like personally like it's my personal philosophy is even if there's not a god i need to believe there's a god to be able to sleep at night and <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like, to get you through exactly because <laughs> if not. i don't believe it was like how, how how am i gonna live my life yeah. so that's how i approach it but aside that i believe in like you know a lot of the buddhist like you know principles like you know life like those principles are just fundamental to having a successful life and just enjoying life in mm-hmm. general so i that's what i'm saying i consider myself more spiritual because i incorporate like you know i do the meditation and things like that but i don't pour like i think libation that one is more like african traditional religion so mm-hmm. i see so you combine that with like christianity yes yeah, it's, it's and and that's what i mean too is we're like we we're talking about not just putting myself or yourself on box, box right yeah, like yeah. It, kind of being like versatile with it so like you were talking about buddhism right and so i'm in this uh, rest and restore yoga class here actually at vcu and um a lot of the practices that we do originate from mm-hmm. buddhism whether it be uh the the meditating or if we're reading like uh i think it's like the the eight noble truths or eight four five something like yeah. that but you know just like their holy text like it's stuff like that that um you know incorporating the text incorporating meditation, incorporating journalism, in- incorporate um, gazing. There's this like Indian word for it. Um, I don't I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's it's literally like looking at something and just like concentrating on it. Because mm. you know the world we live in, like it's it's over. Um, it, 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 there's a lot going on, yeah. right? There's a lot of stimulus. Um, it's like hyper hyper stimuli you know what i'm saying so like with that being the case it's like okay how do you like slow down and like concentrate Mm -hmm. on something and that's kind of like the purpose of gazing and then there's like fasting and it's just like literally combining all these things and not necessarily putting one name under it like yeah i'm christian i do all these things Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or i'm you know whatever case may be and doing all these things it's just like uh, i just practice these things and you know just attribute it to uh, my spiritual being Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, so going back to the dentistry, 
conversation again because I had I had braces when I was younger too. You did. Yeah, my experience was different because remember when I when I moved to his school I had braces before I went there. But for me, I think I remember the exact definition. But my dentist told me that if I didn't get it, my jaws were gonna get big because my teeth like they were gonna push out or something like that. Mm-hmm. So to prevent that, I got braces when I was like probably like fourth grade. Like my experience was different because like back home in Ghana, like no shade, but yeah, like it's not common. It's not common. Like mm-hmm. it's like it was really expensive. I'm talking. This was like maybe ten years ago. So like a lot of people didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And like when they listen to music videos and stuff, like they see you know Lil Wayne with those what's it called girls and shit. What's it called? Yeah, the girls. Yeah. So they thought I had girls, but it's like whenever I go to a different school, they treat they treat me like a celebrity, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Bro. It was like literally like people just like walk up to me like, yo, yeah. can you like open your teeth so I can see what's on your <laughs> what's on your teeth. Wow. And he was like smart too. He was like school tourism type. Yeah, yeah was like also school all these leadership roles at school. So it was like, he was hella rich too. They were like hella rich. Like, like, Word. Yeah, nah, he was hitting on all nah, cylinders. Nah, 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 nah. Rich, grills. <laughs> it was crazy. We're, we're, like, we're trying like, to like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I have a lot of like respect for you, like, you know, just talking right now and just getting into what's it called, dentistry and everything. But it was like, you know, before I came to VCU, how it is like, I was trying to have a plan, bro. Like a lot of the audience know that, you know, I be talking about it a lot because my major, bro, I was trying to like find something I'm going to work on, you know, moving forward because I was trying to do, yeah. do like the four years and just did because, like, you know, I, I'm treating this shit like a business type, bro, because like, although I have a passion for school, like, I love it, like, I enjoy it, but like, I had this plan of just like doing this four years and everything, but I had like, I initially I was trying to do pre-medicine, bro. Like it was before, though, I was like, just planning things out. Mm. pre-medicine pre-dental and everything but like how has it been bro just like being in the um dentistry track right now and just going through all these like process bro and you're not taking a gap year right you're going straight into dentistry yeah, yeah. Bro. just matriculating straight in you know i don't like dentistry is like really specific um in comparison to what's it called um pre-med um, medicine but like how has it been, bro? Do you feel like you're not rushing through things? Or I know that, like it takes a lot of words for you to mm-hmm. like, you know, because a lot of people are taking gap years, and I understand it would be like taking the um, DAT or just like what's it called, um, MCAT and everything. But like, how has it been, bro? Because like just going straight into dental school after the four years, bro. Yeah. I know it's a, a lot of work. I'm not taking like credit for me, but like, do you feel you're rushing through things, or how is it for you, bro? Like, cause I just want that, that's my first question, bro. I'm trying to figure that. Nah, for sure. So you're asking about like the process, right? Yeah. And I think for me, the most important thing is always being ready, right? There's there's nothing wrong with being over prepared, right? You know, like nowadays people get like upset with being over anything, right? Maybe if you're overdressed, but like why get upset if you're overdressed or over prepared? That yeah. just that just means you're ready for whatever is going to come. So, um, my journey started very early, apart from my white dentistry. Um, to build on that. In high school, I began shadowing as a senior, uh, periodontist, essentially a gum doctor. Um, so they specialize in gums and all that good stuff. So I saw a lot of blood, a lot of saliva, a lot of that. And um, just apart from the, the clinical experience that I got um, just by, like, watching, I also I saw Dr. Gray as a mentor. And I'm just a, I'm a senior in high school, and so, like, you know, I don't know too much about college. Like, you know, yeah, my dad's a, a medical doctor, but like not not here, though. You know, this is in Nigeria, so it's like much different. And um, my mom, um, she got accepted to like many, many different like Ivy League schools, but she chose to the military route because she didn't have money, you know, 
um, to fund her education. And so, like, I'm literally going to be, like, the first one to, like, graduate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just, like, kind of just be on this, like, path. And so, like, as far as guidance, I didn't really have too much of. So I always looked at Dr. Gray as, like, one of my first ever mentors, you know, at, at the young age of, like, 17, 18. And uh, he just kind of told me about what to expect in college. Um, Wait, Dr. Gray, like, from um, TV show? Nah, doc, nah, Dr. Gray. Me? Nah, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, from, from uh, Virginia oh, Beach, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I shadowed him when I was... Um, uh, yeah, a senior in, in high school. I met him through my mom, actually, a family friend. And so, uh, you know, he, he just kind of exposed me to, like, what college would be like. Um, I obviously would ask about, like, dental school and, um, you know, you know, how do you stand out in interviews? How do you stand out in your application? Um, what does professional development look like? Um, and he would just have me do certain things and just impart, like, knowledge on me. You know what I'm saying? So I always felt like I came into university with, like, a good head on my shoulder because I had an idea of like where to go you know um and like um and what to do so for instance when I came here like I was like bro there's no way that I'm just going to work and that's it you know you gotta make yourself stand out so being a part of uh community service um doing different initiatives um taking those chances to public speak uh, just being like a leader amongst men, like it's like just trying to embody that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, while I was, you know, like every 18-year-old is doing like you're wilding, you're having fun, you're doing whatever, uh, engulfed in all the distractions, but still like um, doing the things that I need to. And so like when Chappelle came around, or when the application period came out, came around, I started applying. And then I got that internship that summer. And that was another thing that Dr. Gray told me, make sure every single summer in your, um, in your college career, it's busy. It's filled. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're taking classes, whether you're doing internships, uh, just make sure you're doing something. And I always looked at it like, oh, okay, so like, it really looks like your my only break would be like winter break, or or uh, or spring break. Yeah. You know, because like the summer, obviously, you would you'd be doing something else. You'd be getting more involved, adding adding something to your resume. And so um, that was kind of like the the journey for the first like. Uh, for coming out of high school and then like the first year and then uh for the second year man like as you know like I, like COVID hit well even before COVID hit I pledged and then like after that um like I really learned a lot from like uh my process just as far as like time management and just like um the, just how to be a better brother how to be a better man like and you know just the things that make me me you know I'm trying to develop um uh just like those those values that I already had, trying to like refine them, you know what I'm saying, and personalize them. And then uh, COVID hit shortly after, man, and um, you know that's when I started studying for my DAT. So originally, uh, I actually, I never thought about taking a gap year, ever, and it just never like crossed my mind per se, like, because I was like, okay, if I take it, like I'll travel, probably get a job, have some fun, all that good stuff. Um, but for me, I was just like, all right, I believe in myself to just knock out four years, matriculate another four years. And then if I want to do a residency or fellowship or whatever, then however many years that'll be, you know. So, like, honestly, there was no pauses in my plan um, ever when I when I drew it up. And I still have my original plan, like, 
uh, I actually need to type it up before I, I lose it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, as far as, you know, to answer your question, though, if I feel like I'm rushing it, like, nah, um, everything right. is working out how, how I had planned for it to work out. Yeah, and I, I totally understand, bro. Like, I mean, I know you have, like, a different path and everything. You're from the 757, right? Yeah. I have friends from right at 757. I'm from Nova, too. But, like, there's this kind of, like, debate about Nova having, like, you know, all these better schools and everything. You were talking mm. about people walling when you were, like, 18. You were just, like, focusing on your plan and everything. But, like, how was it, like, at the um, 757 education-wise, bro? Like, I know you're talking about there's, no, like, a lot of African cultural, like, diversity. And it's really, like, small over there. But, like, how is it, like, education-wise? Because you were talking about how, like, people are, like, we're walling, and I, my friends, like, you know, people I know, obviously, you'll be talking about how the 757 is, like, the school system is different, bro. I know people from, like, Portsmouth and everything, they be like, the school system is just, like, it's not, like, it is right here, bro. Or, like, mm-hmm. I know it, bro. Yeah. And obviously, like, college is, like, different from high school, bro. Like, Definitely. I would say my high school is not the same. Their level of education is not the same as being in college, obviously. But, like, how is it, like, over there at high school and the education system in the 757, how is it like over there? So, uh, in the beach, man, so I went to Bayside, and um, I'm always speak very highly about Bayside. Uh, I really love, like, the people I was around. I love my school. Like, I love the rivalries, the football games, the basketball games. Um, uh, I love all of my teachers. I remember every single one of them. Um, but as far as education in the 7-5, um, and especially for like from what I hear too, and what I've experienced in like maybe in like my middle school and like stuff like that, is that like man, there's there's just you know you always gonna have those teachers that just don't care, you know like they're literally just there to like collect the check, um, you know, and then like you can kind of see it really with the administration too because maybe the schools are like run down and um, there's not a lot of clubs at the school because um, you know just no one a lot of the teachers haven't like poured into the students, you know, per se. Um, yeah, I've experienced that, but I've experienced way more high moments though, you know, so I do have a strong affinity for, for Bayside High School and, and um, really all, all the other um, elementary schools that I went to and, and the middle school. Um, but you know, it, it happens, it happens. And I always hear good stories from y'all cause like not only do y'all have like the diversity and the heritage, the culture and stuff like that but like literally like y'all are like one of the richest counties up there you know what i'm saying education system that in the education system up there is also like very very quality like you can tell that like your teachers really like care for you you know what i'm saying um at least this was like the experiences of like my friends um for me too like dr bagano the first dentist that like well the only dentist has like ever touched my teeth like he was one of the ones that like just showed that he cared about his profession. Like he just had a passion for his profession. And like that was something super different. Cause you know, you don't really see too much of that in in high school. You know, like maybe you get specs of it, mm-hmm. but they're not really like they're not I don't know. Some of them they weren't really like all in. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. some of my teachers, I love them to death, but it's like I couldn't feel the passion though in what they were teaching compared to some of the professors I even I, I've been exposed to up here, like some of them really enjoy what they're teaching and it's infectious, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it, it hypes me up to learn more. Mm-hmm. It motivates me to dive into whatever I'm learning more is when somebody's talking to me and you can tell how passionate they are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so 
I don't know. If, I guess if they could do any, if they could do something different, it would just be like, you know, igniting that fire. Because I feel like with that, it comes so much. You might have students that stay back and they want to, um, they just want to learn about the, you know, the professor or teacher more. And um, you, you know, you could create clubs that impact the community, but it's just colossal thinking, who knows? Yeah. The issue with the education system in general, bro, like, because I don't know if you've been following, I've been following, I've always cared about the importance of, like, schooling versus education. Because, mm. like, when you look at the main reason why the schooling system was set up, it was set up to provide, produce people that would literally follow orders, like, you know, factory workers. workers. yeah. And, like, now we live in a system whereby, like, you know, 2020, like, we don't need those kind of people. We need people who are creative, who are, who think differently. So, a lot of issues, Ronnie, talk about how, like, you know, people just, some teachers are just there to, you know, get a paycheck. And it's sad at this point. Like, we really need to do something about this system. Because, like, you have people who sit in class for, like, six hours, and they're not even interested in learning that material. Nothing. And, like, you have kids, like, they put a lot of kids, quote-unquote, like we were talking about before, boxes, like, they say, yeah, this, kid's at, this kid has ADHD. And not, I'm not trying to, like, you know, say anything against the medical people who, medical people who are, prescri- um, I guess, labeling them. But in the sense that when you look at people like Da Vinci and people from prehistoric times, but if they were here now, they would probably be labeled as having ADHD, but it's not that they have ADHD. They just don't, they just don't want to sit in class for six hours and just, you know what I mean, sit in the yeah. same place. So like, talking about how like, you know, some teachers don't really care because they just have to be there and just, you know, check boxes because they have, they got to do it. SOS, which has been sent by a policymaker who doesn't even know what the fuck goes down in the classroom. Right. It's it's disappointing, man. Like, we really need to yeah. do something about it, like, education system in general, but I think FCPS though, good one of the best in the nation. Like no cap about it, because yeah, right they got talk. Yeah, they already what's got that like, Fair, Fairfax County. Yeah, Fairfax County. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. they got like <laughs> obviously they got good funding, so that plays yeah. a big role. Like you can hire the teachers that care. Exactly. Um, uh, you ever look into like Montessori schools and Afrocentric schools? I went to one in Ghana though, Montessori school. Really? Yeah. How was that experience? It was different because like because I went to school with him as well. That was a different school, and then I went to Montessori. In uh in Ghana or yeah, in we went to the same school in Ghana okay, cool, before we came here. Cool. Elementary school and I moved from school to go to Missouri school. But over there, like it's more holistic. Mm-hmm. Like on Fridays we had like Taekwondo, like they had a lot of stuff going on to build you up, you know, mm-hmm. as a person. I just like focus on like, you know, class and just yeah put you in a specific box. And also um oh no, go ahead, my fault, yeah. Well I was gonna say I think a issue is that, you know, especially when we talk about the school system, a lot of the times we're talking about like the public school system, right? Right, right. And right. so, um, you know, I, I think that we sacrifice quality for quantity mm, in the public school saying. system. You know, there's so many students and it's like, you know, with a Montessori school, like how many people are in your class? Probably like 25 max, maybe 20. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's much different than in like a, a public school where it's like all the classrooms are just like, super duper filled up and like the teacher may not feel like they could just tend to every single person as an individual you know you kind of you tend you tend to the group as a group or you might even tend to the individual as a group you Mm -hmm. know and so like you know they might you know deviate to like lecture styles or just like you know everybody's sitting down and there's no breaks and there's you know, they're, you're ringing bells to get dismissed, right. and you know, it's, <laughs> it's, like we're not in a prison, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's disappointing. I saw that meme, like literally, it was like comparing the school system to a prison. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. We talked about like the school buses. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, it's, it's fucked up. It's a bro. crazy comparison, but it's like you sit back and think about it. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you even 
control that many people like you it seems like you have to deviate to a system similar to the prisons because like talk about the prison system like it's overcrowded mm-hmm. right and then we were talking about just how public school is a lot of people and so you need hallway passes you, you know what i'm saying like yeah. there is it's there's less freedom you know um i don't know what, what would, what's the solution for yeah, you know because like you that? that's a different perspective talking about how most of the issue has to do with a public school system because there's just too many people to it's difficult to create something that's going to be able to fit you know what i mean like so so i see i see where you're coming from like in terms of the solution because like i don't know because like a lot of materials that we learn are not really like useful no nah, not like at all not even like most of the stuff like in the textbook already outdated because we got people in the medical field and all the industries doing research so like right. in the next two three years even the material that we learn is already outdated so like i don't know i guess we can deviate the funding to but then that goes into private because like you said with private education you can curate it you know if you got the money you can make it how you want it mm. to fit a specific person but the public system it's it's difficult i don't know i think it's we might have to see i'm, I'm not really sure to be honest but i think mm. it's an issue i'm dear isn't there's an issue though absolutely absolutely it's an issue Where well is what, the what you think um like i feel like the whole issue is about like yeah public school system bro mm-hmm. is that what you're trying to say to be honest bro i think Cause I went to like one school in Ghana, bro, and he went to like different schools. He sw- kept like I switching schools, but like my main years, like are you serious? Every yeah, two years, not right. even stable. My See, that's another issue. My opinion on this is like it's kind of like different, girls. I went to like just one school, and it was like public school too. And over here, I went to this no, public Supreme school. Was not public. Supreme was private. It was private, but yeah. like the public school system over here is like way better than the private school I went to in Ghana, bro. So mm. my opinion on this whole thing is like really biased, cause like that's why. I, I mean, I think there's an issue, possibly, but like, I think I can actually, like, point the issue out, like, the solution out, because I feel like I'm not really, like, you know, just all around with, like, I didn't actually go to more, I'm not really exposed to all them stuff, so I can't actually point the issue out, but, like, because mm-hmm. I went to just one private school, and I feel like the public school over here is, like, way better, because, like, over there, they weren't actually giving out, you know, all this, like, printed stuff, bro, you had to, like, pay for them, bro, it was, mm-hmm. like, private too and pay for that shit bro it was a whole lot of mess bro public school over here is like way better bro no i get exactly what you mean i i didn't actually have all this like different exposure so i can't Mm. like compare or point out the um, exact issue or solution to it that's all i could possibly say but like did you have like a different question because i have another question yeah i think you want to say something yeah Yeah, so you were talking about your public school experience and uh i've never been to public school but um, I talked to my cousin. She's uh, she goes to public school back home in uh, Nigeria, and um, you're right, bro. Like we're always sending her money to like pay for exams, bro, yeah, play, bro. you know what I'm saying? It's pay crazy. for some classes, like, and it's like, bro, like you go to a, you go to a public school, so you think like, you think all this stuff is supposed to be like provided and stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, you know, because I only went yeah. to public school, so yeah, I know yeah. everything yeah. is provided. It may be low quality, but everything is provided and. And for her, it's literally the opposite. Like, if you want to pay for, or if you want quality, you have to pay for it. And, you know, you that might be the expectation is that you're paying for quality, but you may not get it's it. It's a though. blessing, bro. Like, just being here right now, bro. Because, like, you know, I've been through it, bro. Like, I know we all go through, like, different challenges and everything. Like, school system, bro. Like, just, I remember I used to walk to school, bro. An hour, bro. Me and my younger brother, he's, he's at ODU right now. But, like, so. 
we went through a whole bunch of things like school and everything. So the public school when I came, bro, I saw. I think I went to one of my classes, bro. Like it was a math class. They gave me this paper. I thought I had to like pay for this paper, bro. I was about to ask on site. I was like, bro, I was like, slow down, but like it's a whole lot of like times back home, bro. I know a lot over here. We take a lot of things for granted, bro, and I don't blame because like different systems, so you can impose like what is back home over here. So sometimes you know, you just have to overlook a lot of things, but like. It's a whole lot of things that's like it's a lot of issues over here but like my perception or my mindset on it is kind of different because like you know most of the time I went through like you know harder stuff than these problems so i feel like my opinion on them are usually biased so i don't like really touch on them a lot but like he went to like multiple multiple schools so he had all this exposure private public so he had this exposure but like my opinion is biased on this topic because you know i went to like you know private school and i I still had to, like, you know, just a lot of things weren't, like, you know, provided the way it was supposed to be provided as, co- as compared to the um, FCPS, um, public school over here. Maybe it's probably because um, Fairfax has one of the one of the richest counties, yeah, bro. Yeah, richest counties. I think Loudoun is the richest. Loudoun used to be yeah, part of blessed. Fairfax, though. And then the I, I, I totally, I totally Man, respect, bro. Because like, yeah. I've heard a lot <laughs> of stories about the 757, bro, and your work ethic, bro. That should be crazy because, like, just you being on track and just get, getting to Danny Street, bro. I don't really know what to say, but I have more question pertaining to like obviously had a guidance where you mentioned all these physicians, doctors, dental. But like, how is it? And you had a plan, bro. Anything can happen, bro. You know, coming to college, I had a plan. High school, I had a plan. Do you have a plan going to dental school? I know it can change because like everything gets harder with time, bro. Like it's not about to be the same plan. And obviously, you're gonna have the guidance, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be the one doing the hands-on work, bro, because, like, right. a lot of people have guidance, bro, like, over here, people have counselors, advices, bro, but, like, at the end of the day, you go to class, you make sure you do your, or handle your work, bro, what type of dentist do you have in mind, or do you have, like, any plan, you know, just going to dental school, and what schools were you going to again, like, what? Yeah, so you're talking about a plan, um, man, having a plan, being organized, having your, your, your objectives arranged is super important, and, um, that's something that, I do have for dental school at the moment. Um, of course, like you said, everything's liable to change. Uh, but it's it's more so, it's not a definite, it's just an outline. Um, and so my outline is, uh, you know, cause I'm not in the fold right now. So it's based on just like, uh, like past years, what the curriculum looked like right, right. and kind of just getting exposed to the different classes that I'll be taking. Um, and then just like op- opportunities to like expand, not only um, what I know, but who I know. Um, so that's more so like what the plan is. It's like, okay, like figuring out an approach for those objectives. Um, and then like, once those things are met, man, you have just like a base outline that, you know, that is, is, you know, liable to change. Like I'll give you an example. In my original plan, like I was supposed, or I was going to take my DAT, my, um, this summer, or sorry, last summer in 2021. Instead, I took it in 2020. Um. I just hit a, a big audible because it was COVID, you know, and I'm like, yo, there's, I'm, there's literally nothing that I'm going to be doing this summer. Everything is closed, restaurants, bars, um, nobody's outside, nobody's traveling, nobody's doing anything. So, uh, you know, let me not waste a good crisis, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, I know that it's been like a really bad time for a lot of people and whatnot, but, you know, um, that's like a saying that, that um, that I grew up on, you know, you never waste a, a good crisis. And so for me, what that looked like was disconnecting 
from what's around me. You know, I found an accountability partner and um, we studied for the DAT together. And um, that's just that's just what that whole summit looked like, um, you know, for for eight. It was like uh, eight weeks, eight weeks, 10 hours a day. Wow, you know, uh, maybe get like a half, like, you know, Sunday was supposed to be the rest day, but you might get like, you know, half or whatever. <laughs> half of the day is like rest, the other half. Or something like that. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, my thing was like, I didn't, I didn't want to take it no more than once, man. Like, yeah. I was like, let me, all right, before I start studying, what's my target range? My target range for, so for DATs, it's like, you know, I think it's still 30. It's like, if you get, I guess, every question right or whatever, you get a 30. So it was like, all right, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, my target range is anywhere from like 20 to like 24. Anything in between, I'm excited, I'm lit, I'm not taking this joint again. And anything like, you know, after the 24, like if I got like a 25 or something like that or higher, I was like super like shocked and lit. But, you know, still excited though for it. Um, and then of course, like if I, if I scored under, then I was going to like retake it. But the idea was to have like, a score and that goes into just like having that plan because that was always drawn up like all right when i take the score you know i was looking at schools like okay what is competitive as far as gpa as far as um dat scores um you know because when you're sitting on those you know dental admissions committees and even the um the, the medical committees medical admission committees like they look at the logistics first mm -hmm. if we're being honest mm -hmm. um and then they look at you as a person. I know a lot of schools now are changing that. They look at you as a person. Oh, where is this person from? Um, their com community involvement. What are they attached to? Uh, and, you know, the things that make you you. Um, they look, you know, look at your personal statement before they look at all your logistics. But quite frankly, it's it's more popular to to look at numbers. You know, this person's GPA is this. This person's DAT is this. I don't think I'm gonna give them a chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, bro, I've, I've, you out, bro. bro, you feel me? Like, I've, I've sat in on so many meetings with like deans of admissions, man. Cause you know, when I, when I go to these summer programs, man, I try and like build dope relationships with people and really nurture those relationships. Um, and so like, while we're at like lunch or something like that, I'm just like literally asking about like what it's like to, you know, like have that job and like, you know, just like the kind of things that they do. And they just like, they tell me a lot of things that are like super duper useful, not only for myself, but things that I could share. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest with you guys, like this podcast was a part of the plan. Like I always wanted to um, not only share my experiences, um, but really just like share, share what a journey looks like. Right. You know, this, this is just one journey though. You know, there's twists and turns and whatnot, but just like a base level like journey. Uh, what was it? I was supposed to be doing like lecture styles, like oh, yeah, yeah. Like right now, I'd be like, I like you know, rent out like a, a room, yeah. Um, not necessarily the commons ballroom because that would be like super huge, but maybe like a room in the library right. or um, just like another academic room and like literally just have like a PowerPoint presentation about like people who are pre dent, pre um, just like what that looks like, you know, just trying to share. There's not a lot of resources for pre-dent if you've noticed I think pre-med there's a lot maybe um what else Ph pharmacy i have not seen a lot of help i, I think apart from medicine most of them don't have a lot of help and so like thinking about you know starting lectures and things like that that would definitely be helpful but i'm um, going back to you thinking about having the plan i think there's this famous quote if you fail to plan you plan to fail right it's necessary like it's crucial 
to come in with a goal or objective of you know this is what i'm trying to get at and i remember i don't know if you remember this but at the last dmc meeting like there was this guy that sat next to us and we were like you know he's uh he's pre-nursing and we was talking about how and we asked him oh so are you applying this upcoming cycle and it was like oh for real because he doesn't you know what like, he doesn't even have mm. a plan he doesn't know what to do and he talked about mm. your dennis you know the importance of having a mentor someone to guide you like and not just somebody to guide you but someone who has your your best intentions or heart because it's easy to have people just hop on you like you know riding your day because like you know yeah. they know you're about to make it so they're going to support you but having people who actually are there to support you like this is steven this is my guy i want to see him succeed or so whatever i'm going to do because like most of these like no shades like counselors and advisors but advisors but you know it's just like a job for them like you know <laughs> like the checks you know what i mean like the checks but like yeah. having that mentor is like necessary especially with like medicine like all these professional school because the journey is so long that if you don't have a plan, it's easy to fall off and just lose the mark. Because, like, think about it. For medicine, bro, you got to get your GPA straight, get your MCAT straight. Now you got to get some leadership. You got to get some research experience. got to do something that makes you unique. Like, all these different facets. Even if you're coming to school and you don't even know this, like, when are you going to start? Like, one guy came to, we had a DM, um, Black Man in Medicine had a um, panel. And was telling us how it wasn't until his junior year that he realized he had to take the MCAT. Mm. and it's like already you know what i mean yeah. like he had a mentor somebody to like you know you were like for, like you said he told you every summer like you know mm. get an internship all these things like keep you on track and i think that's been really important and has helped you you know hit all those benchmarks on time and able to graduate and walk right into your dentistry for like many people want to do these things and they don't even have like no one to tell them like you know not even like tell them what to do but also like support them and give them just like moral support not even like physical you know what i mean like mm being there for them so it's i think it's really important like having that person in your life no i i agree and uh i think sometimes those those people man sometimes you gotta be lucky to get those people um or you have to be really intentional i will say that too some um, of them is god to be honest bro you're right i shouldn't even say luck bro it's a blessing um you know it's a blessing the fact that you know dr gray one of one of my mom's friends was willing to like take me in it was a blessing that even that they met, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, because it just like added to my journey and it allowed me to be more prepared for the experiences that I've gone through and currently going through at the moment um, and prepared me for what I will go through. Mm -hmm. So like, like you said, bro, mentorship is super important. And, um, you know, I really, really, I have a strong affinity for DMC, man, developing men of color. Shout out to Mr. Good. Yes, Mr. Good, man brother good he man he he and his organization are dope man um you know the mentorship that them for those kids needed you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying those kids needed and uh for me personally like i really enjoy uh using my voice to like help people you know what i'm saying like y your voice is a tool you know some people you can use it to hurt people some people use it to support and help people you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. Um, for me, I've, I've found that to be more in my nature to just like, if I know something, yo, here, here's, here's the resource. Like if you, if you need something, whether it be like moral support, um, whether, whether it be like, just like advice, uh, as far as like your major, um, even if I'm not in your major, man, like I try and like find a resource. I think like, it's like a each one teach one type mm -hmm. of vibe. Um, and, uh, DMC is like, they strongly align with that. You know what I'm saying? As far mm -hmm. as like community service and mentorship. Also, during COVID, I was a part of uh, Dental Scholars. And basically what it is, is it's a class through 
HBCU. Um, but it's you're doing a lot of mentorship. So it doesn't necessarily feel like a class. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were mentoring the, the kids at, um, at Tucker High School here in Richmond. And um, a lot of them, all of them actually were dental aspirants. And so they were just interested in, in dentistry, right? On, on a high school level, right? This is something I've never been exposed to that ever. Right. Um, in this class, we had dental aspirants. We had you know, people such as myself that are pre-dent and on an undergrad level. We had like actual dental students. And then uh, we may have like an established dentist or something like that come in, um, different specialties and all that good stuff too. And so um, towards the end, of each lecture uh there would just be like the it would be like you know five ten minutes or whatever of just like of connecting of just like getting to know the people that you're talking to um get going in breakout rooms because at this time it was virtual so we were on zoom um but like the high school students got to ask about like my experiences or dental um dental students experiences and then like what being an actual dentist looks like mm-hmm. they got they got it from the ground up you know what i'm saying and then like course they were able to like still like maintain those relationships or they had the opportunity to mm-hmm. because you know we'd all share like our emails and stuff like that and you know the the kids were like they're really willing to like reach out mm-hmm. you know um so i think i think mentorship it comes in like many different forms um you know you don't have to always be at the highest level right i don't have to be an established dentist to to share you know the the lessons or um the yeah, no, not to cut you but going back to that point because i had the same issue too i was talking to mr good like last semester mm-hmm. I, uh, he's trying to get me to mentor at benford and i was like mr good i'm only in college like what what do i have to offer to you know what i mean mm-hmm. what do i have to offer to these kids and tell me like you don't need to be in an established position like literally what i'm at where i'm at is completely different from where they're at and yeah. that that little thing i have to share will be revolutionary for them and that's something that i struggled because i was like what do I have? like? You know what? What do I have? To, what do I have to offer these kids? So that's a good point that you brought up. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think you struggle with that? I don't. Know, I think it's a little bit of imposter syndrome in a way, because I don't think I'm. I don't use the word worthy, but it's like, what do I have to offer to the? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm. I don't. I don't use the word like good enough person. I don't say. I don't agree. What do I have to offer to this? Because that was my hesitation, and I felt another thing was. Are you young or like nah, bro, like? Is it because you haven't experienced oh. enough? Oh, is that what, what you mean? I think, yeah, that was my thing. I feel like I don't I don't have enough to share with them. Okay. And I think I have to focus more on building enough so that I can share with them. But like, I talked to him about it, and he, he was able to explain it to him. Like, you know, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I don't have to wait till I've graduated, what is it called, college, to be able to go back and tell them. Like, even right now, people in elementary school, they have not gone to college yet, so I have that experience to share with them. So you don't have to wait till, but that was my, that was something I was a little yeah, confused like, about. But I just w- want to tag back on what you said, like not feeling worthy or anything, because I, I know a lot, a lot of people struggle with that. But not to like, not talking about you personally, but like, because I had this question, you know, talking about schooling, bro. We all getting schooled, bro, by medical engineering, pre dentist, bro, com- becoming going to um, dental school, trying to be a doctor and everything. But like, you know, just schooling and education, bro. What do you, what do you think is the difference, bro? Like, wh- what is your take on that, bro? Because a lot of us get schooled, but, like, you know, education is a whole different thing, bro. Just, like, that inspiring the mind. A lot of people are not trained to inspire the mind, bro. We all get, get schooled in a certain way, bro. Like, because we all have, like, different experience, bro. Like, we can, obviously, we all learn the same thing at school, like, pretty much, like, different stuff. But, like, in my class, you know, most of us, like, in the biomedical engineering field is learning the same thing. But, like, we all do, we all 
do things in a different way, tie, bro, to, like, you know, satisfy our needs and everything, bro, inspire them in different ways, because, like, I, I'm thinking, bro, there are a lot of people, you know, in the um, dental track, but, like, they're not going to medical school, they're taking a, a gap year, they have, like, different plans, some people are not going to be, go to dental school anymore, some people are just going to stop, but, like, what do you think is the difference between getting school, uh, school and education, bro? What is the importance, bro? Which one is not? Yeah, my bad. Not to cut you, but before we get into that, like talking about not feeling worthy, right? I think that's also something that's common with being pre-med. If you're in the pre-med community, there's this sense of like imposter syndrome because you're like, you know, you take these many tests and some tests. Obviously, like you don't want to base your value off of a test, right? But some right. tests you take and it makes you feel, you know what I mean? Like if you follow along with a lot of medical community, talk about how like even like actual physicians talk about how like shit like one guy that came to our panel he's a mess with and i was like shit how am i even here you know what i mean so like sometimes it sneaks up on you as, and it, you still have to remind yourself that you know if you're not meant to be here then you wouldn't there's a reason why yeah. you have that but i just wanted to add that to it no that's very true i mean you're touching on something that's that's very real and very prevalent and like i think in the healthcare community in general yeah. um i know for me personally i used to i used to get these little licks of it like, I, cause I never understood what people meant by imposter syndrome. I'm like, yo, if, if you're at where you need to be, then then why are you questioning or having hesitations about where you at? You know, I would kind of feel offended when people would ask me, like, yo, you got imposter syndrome for like, <laughs> like you're in college, bro, and you're doing this and you're doing that. I'm like, no, nah, like I'm I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. this, like, you know, like if God wills it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you know, I gained empathy though for that perspective. Um, when I started you know, deeply applying to uh, uh, dental school. I remember it was the summer, I opened up my dental application and um, obviously because I had just started it, nothing was filled out, right? Yeah, yeah. But there was so much stuff I had to fill out, bro, I got overwhelmed, I'm like, yeah. and, and I, I, I realized like, when I'm overwhelmed, that's the trigger for me, that makes me feel like I'm overwhelmed because cause I'm not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. this. Like I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to be experiencing this, you know what I mean? Um, but like I shook that off and, um, you know, started working through the application and all that good stuff. Then, um, let's see, it was around the time where we had, I, it was, I submitted my application early for dental school, June, Juneteenth. Um, it opened like mid May. And so after, after, um, damn, I forgot. <laughs> so after submitted uh, Juneteenth, yeah, yeah. I, so I submitted uh, Juneteenth, yeah, and it was um, it opened mid May. After uh, after submitting though, I was looking at the there was like community of like d- uh, uh, dental candidates, right? And you know, going for the class of twenty twenty six, and they were all going over like their accolades, right? They were talking about their G- their GPAs were like way higher than mine like these people are just like <laughs> extraordinary you know mm-hmm. what i mean um they also talked about um their dat scores that were way higher than mine you know my my dat score was within my target range but then i'm seeing everybody else's everybody else's is like super duper high and i'm like wait i thought mine was competitive and right. this and that and so i'm like dang like maybe i wasn't supposed to do it. and this is without even getting like I, I had just submitted and you know by December 1st the schools like text you or they might email you or call you and let you know that you've been accepted this is before then so I'm already like down in myself before you know I even given before even giving myself a chance essentially before December 1st um and so I, I had to stop I had to get out of that community 
I to, like it's like a page mm-hmm. or whatever. I had to get out of that page and just like get out of those habits of like, you know, like trying to compare myself, whatever. Like Pops used to always say, like you know, um, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, and it made so much sense too, because it's like I'm trying to compare my experiences with another person, and it's like we're not even the same people, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, we're just looking at numbers, and numbers is not gonna make you you or me me. So, um, you know, just mm-hmm. touch on that. Yeah. But yeah, so what's the, um, you know, my question, I think this whole conversation, but like that whole school and education system, what do you, what's your take on it, bro? What's the importance of it? Because I know like we all get school and everything, but you're talking about, I know like just knowing yourself and spraying the mind is like different, bro, because we can all get the same degree, but like, you know, we can use it in different ways, bro, but like. Yeah. What is your take on it? And you were talking about, you know, people having like, you know, better GPAs, better like DAT scores, but like, who knows what's gonna, how it's gonna turn out? Cause like, you know, I know people had like, you know, my SAT, bro. A lot of people had different. I would say better um, SAT scores than me, cause I, I moved here like, like I was tenth grade, bro. I moved here from Ghana, so I came straight into like tenth grade, bro, and had this minimal like time to like graduate, cause I was trying to graduate on time, bro. So. It was like three years, and it was like taking a lot of summer classes to fill, so I could like graduate on time to go to college, bro. So yeah. it was hard, bro. Like just trying to get a good GPA, bro. I had you know fall fall one, but like the SAT was something I was like trying to catch up on. I still did fine, though, but like you know just getting school in Ghana, bro. There's a lot of things I learned, bro. So I inspired my mind, bro. I was like really educated, bro, home, formally and informally, bro. So when I moved here, this transition was like it moved a little. It was hard bro it was challenging bro but i still you know push through but like what is your whole take on ex- getting schooled in education bro what do you think bro about that whole conversation man so i think schooling and education are two different things i think i think education is closely related to scholarship and um it actually deviates from a greek word that essentially means leisure um i think when you're being educated, it doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel heavy. Um, of course, like it could get overwhelming with a lot of information, but I think if you're forcing yourself to learn or if you're forcing yourself to experience or to be exposed to something, then I think you're trying to school yourself or somebody is schooling you when it becomes rigid because it's very different from leisure, right? Like you were talking about uh, Da Vinci, right? And I'm sure cool. you, you didn't school yourself on, on Da Vinci, you educated yourself on Da Vinci and you essentially used uh, whatever free time you had to either read up on him or um, watch a documentary or, you know, di- digest certain things about his life to be able to apply that to this conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so that doesn't feel like work, does it? is you feel me so i think i think that's like the biggest distinction is that you know when we're being educated it's important to look at it like it's it's not a forced environment you know you're doing something because you want to do it you know like you have the pure intentions of wanting to do it i think when we're being schooled i mean it's kind of like when you're being when you're being at a lecture you don't want to be at you know like it's it kind of comes in one ear and out the other, you know, it's <laughs> whatever information is not really yeah. being digested. Um, uh, I don't like technically I'm sure that there's other like different 
definitions and whatnot, but I instantly think of simply using whatever time you have to to pursue higher education in a specific topic, right? So if you want to read more about somebody's story, i.e. Da Vinci, or if you want to look more deeply in into your career and the things that you want to do, um, or if you want to, you know, in a, in a um, biological setting, you want to look deeply into um, different cells and, you know, how, you know, you look at gene expression or mm-hmm. you could just, you could look at um, cell communication, whatever the case may be. It, you're doing it because you want to. All those things are because you want to. And, you know, that that's why education and scholarship are are closely aligned compared to, like, school, right? I'm not, I'm not schooling myself on cells because... If I want to learn about cells, I'm I'm gonna do that. Or if I want to learn about a specific topic, I'm gonna do. It. I'm not gonna force feed myself the information because at the end of the day, I most likely won't retain it. Mm-hmm. And when you're educated or when you're educating yourself, you're going to you're gonna retain it, and then you're gonna later apply it. You know, um, of course, and I think in a more practical setting too. I think a a big difference could be um, the approach to learning. I think, I think that edu- I think that with with schooling, it's kind of like <laughs> in, in public school. You know, I guess we're like really bad mouthing like public school <laughs> right now, but um, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like with you gotta see it, bro. It's just like when you're not in a conducive environment to yeah. learn, right? Um, if you're sitting down for um, you know, long periods of time, and that's not how you learn, or if you are a visual learner and all you guys are doing is, you know, audio work to like learn something. Like that's being schooled. It's not being educated. So yeah. I think it, I think it comes in many forms. Yeah, yeah, I understand, man. Like what's going on too? You want to hear like just a lame thing to end to it, but just yeah, I had a question. Just yeah, yeah, let's let's keep going. Get into it. And um, in terms of like we already mentioned mentorship a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, who do you have any people that? Because you already you already mentioned Dr. Gray and then Dr. Good. I forgot the other one. Yeah, Dr. Bergano, Dr. Bergano, Gray. Yeah. So with those, like, do you have people that you look up to, like your mentors? You know, people that inspire you every day. Like, now I give you an example for me. Like, I've already talked about it on this podcast many times. Like, I love. I've told you before. I love Kanye. Mm-hmm. I love Rockefeller. I love Elon Musk. But one person that inspires me the most every single day is my dad, because mm. he's done a lot for me and he's shown me like you know the importance of family. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things diligent work, like doing everything with a good heart. So all those things, you know, inspirational. So who or who are people or someone who inspires you every day? So uh, I have a lot of people actually that inspire me um, from the grassroots level all the way to the top. Um, it's actually too many to name, and I feel like if I started naming people, like so people <laughs> might get left out. Yeah, <laughs> I might get back the worst way. So. Um, you know, it, it might sound cliche though, but to, to directly answer your question, who do I strive to to be on a day to day basis is that person I see when I look in the mirror. Like I, I I truly believe that. Like that is that is what I do. Um you know journaling is super important and for me personally, when it comes to trying to reflect on thoughts or uh, my day-to-day or my emotions when it comes to things, um, trying to be just like a better person in situations or just a better person in general, how to you know um, learn more about myself, create that oneness with myself, like mm-hmm. that 
that starts with me. Everything starts with self. And so, like, bro, when I look at myself, it's like, nah, I need I need to be better at this. And so I strive to be better at that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, so on a day-to-day basis, that is who I, I strive to be a better me, simply. Um, now, of course, as far as, like, you know, other people outside of me, mm-hmm. definitely my, my mom and dad, like, they they have this, like, this bond that just like works in concert man like yeah. my mom is just like the super duper caring person like enjoys like listening to people enjoys like giving advice um really really kind heart re- very warm spirit and then like my my dad is such an intellect very extraordinary person bro like he i mean you said he was a doctor back in nigeria yeah bro he, um, when yeah. i tell you bro like he he's just otherworldly with like his his mind you know what i mean like this this guy knows like five different languages like Damn. you like he, he's just he's different like he's very up to date about world issues like from from the economics to the to the politics you know not very just different. like the you know the, whatever is being covered on the mass yeah. news but you know the details mm-hmm. um he knows the origins of a lot of things um this this guy he's, he's amazing you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. his his work ethic is crazy like he he shows his love in like very different ways too so i've always like appreciated that too like he's one of those people like you know he taught me like it's very important to like give you know and do things for people that are kind heart Mm -hmm. like you know um no expectations like you you just you know you're you're just being in your you're just you're just being right because this is who you are you're giving person Mm -hmm. and and that's what you do you know kind of thing so um Definitely, I, I, I could, I could attribute a lot of the things that, um, a lot of like my accomplishments, a lot of my accolades, a lot of the, the positive things that, um, I, I uh, attribute to myself. I, I also like relate back to them too, Thank you. And, you know, because they're super dope people, and so I, li- I look up to them for sure, for sure. Okay, and you also started the, um, gotta talk to people about the business yeah, now bro oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i know you recently started something called show up Ekpe. yeah so you, can, like, you know tell people a little bit about it yeah yeah so um the i i essentially provide an all-natural option for moisturizer you know um uh my journey with that really started um when i went back home and i was just like seeing people just like uh apply shea butter you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't using lotion. Right. And I was just, just kind of shocked because you know, you know, we're, you know, over here in the West, like we're used to like Jergens and just like other lotions and stuff like that. Um, but it kind of just made me think like, oh, like, you know, pops and my mom, like they always say like the earth provides everything you need. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like took that and ran with it. Um, also around like it was like March of last year. Oh my gosh, almost a year ago. Oh, that's that, when you started it? No, no. Um, so that's when I started my research, but oh, okay, okay. I had a um a eczema flare up actually by behind my knee, um, and you know, I was like, what is going on? Cause like this, like I've never had like a flare up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I used to have eczema um when I was younger, but I, I hadn't had it since I was like in elementary or whatever, and so I started using like um shea butter on my eczema and then like for me personally like it just went away like you you wouldn't even see the flare up now and and so i just kind of after that i was like wait like nah the earth does provide everything i need like i don't i don't need to you know go to some type of 
hospital and get like ointments or something like right. that for me like it just you know shea butter just worked for me and so what i what i eventually did was i started looking at like um how citizens of ancient civilizations how they yeah. uh, um moisturize themselves right so i, I looked at like the ancient sumerians i looked at like um bro just everywhere bro ancient chemite like bro like and and it was just very interesting and it was very like intrinsic and it was captivating and so i just <laughs> my re i've been doing research on that type of stuff for like a year now yeah. and then uh on on my birthday man it's soft launch on january 6th of this year um and the feedback has been amazing man so essentially i just i um i make shea butter with cocoa butter um with uh, uh almond oil and coconut oil man and uh, everything is all natural mm -hmm. um so i um i gave a, a couple of y'all um, mm -hmm. or both of you uh no nah, most deaf um it's but those those are scented those are scented uh with 100 percent essential oils you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um one is a uh, jasmine tea tree and then the other is um rose and frankincense and so like um everything is 100 percent natural mm -hmm. what's your what's your vision for show up breath Man, all right, so, like, you know, when you look, you know, when you look behind, like, uh, lotion bottles, and you look at the active ingredients, mm -hmm. and it has, like, you know. Shitano of them. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that you don't even know. No like, you know so, um, ultimately, I want to, to be self-reliant with with the, the things that I apply on myself. Um, whether it be a tooth powder, whether it be a moisturizer, um, whether it be a deodorant. So that's what expansion looks like okay. uh, for me and mine. Um, currently in the works of like, just like um, making different recipes and sampling them out um, for those various things. Because for me personally, like that's, I think, I think that's what, that's what matters. And at the end of the day, like I want to impart that upon my second generation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like being self-reliant is important you know like you you can you can literally make what like it's so popular to go to like the store and like get things right right because like at the end of the day what they're essentially doing is selling convenience mm -hmm. right but you know if you have that experience in the household that shows like oh no i could make this then like you you'll be you'll grow up with that and you'll teach that right. to other people too and i feel like at the end of the day like i think that's what people are moving into that too diys all mm -hmm. that you know like just being more self-reliant about the things that they're doing and like putting on their body putting in their mouth um because at the end of the day like like if you don't care about you no one's gonna care about you no one cares, yeah. no one cares yeah. so yeah no, that's, that's what expansion looks like yeah, okay. that's a good thing you brought up because i respect you for just starting that we were talking about this earlier, like, you know, not being put in a box. Like, someone might be like, you know, you're a pre-dance student. Why are you starting? You know what I mean? Why are you <laughs> yeah. starting this? But, you know, being versatile and doing multiple things. So, that's really, like, you know, foundational, fundamental. But uh, to wrap this episode up, we got one last question. What's Any up? advice for someone who's starting out a freshman, you know, on a pre-dance journey? Like, you know, what would you tell them? Or if you go, go back as a freshman, what advice would you give to yourself? Man, what advice would I give to myself? So, for my freshman year, man, like, I was chilling, and I I think that's still good though. Okay. Like, and by chilling, like I wasn't really a part of much. I didn't do a lot of committing to like extracurriculars, even though I knew that was important. I just didn't make that big step. I still wanted to fill out the campus, um, and and you know build a sense of like identity within myself, and so like that's important. But I think 
eventually what needs to happen, there needs to be an on switch, right? And so, you know, if you're serious about this thing, you have to start showing it. Right. And so you show it through your actions. You know, for, for me, my approach was mentorship. That, that was how I chose to volunteer and get active. Um, that, that is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, but I, I think that during your first semester too, uh, during the end of your first semester, so like in the November time frame, that is when the summer internships, summer internship applications start. Right. So you kind of want to, you want to build relationships with um, not only your peers, but also faculty and your professors, because they'll be writing recommendations mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? Um, that will eventually get you busy in the summer, which is the goal. So I would say those two things, you know, be, in, be involved, um, be active every single summer. Um, take, shadowing is very important so i didn't have my car on campus so anytime i shadowed it was like winter break uh but don't go you don't have to go so hard you don't have to like tire yourself out like yeah. you're not a dentist just yet like those <laughs> you know what i'm saying the, the 40 yeah. hour 60 hour work yeah. weeks like those those will come uh like i've had like talks with like friends and they're like yo like had like 30 hours shadowing this week and i'm like bro why <laughs> like why are you killing yourself yeah, bro? Nah, like you know like yeah. did one dabble you know get a good foundation um see different cases like i feel like at the end of the day that's how you enjoy it you know is, is when you're not like forcing it right so you know um have a steady shadowing um session have people that you trust around you um whether they be your peers to like talk about your um your plans for your academics or your plans for your career. Also, uh, you know, run it past your advisor and your mentor. But at the end of the day, you make the decision. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm the type to uh, to take heed and, and, and ask a lot of questions and seek advice from a lot of people, a lot of different people. And it it helps to refine my outline that I was talking to you, Roland, about, um, you know, for, for like my plan to can and to continue staying organized so i would say like also like you know seek advice and then be a leader be a leader amongst the people around you you know so when there's opportunities to public speak which is like like i guess it's it's very very um it's very very hard to do and i get that to to public speak but you know challenge yourself you know if you're a freshman like you most likely coming in at like 17 18 and at the end of the day like that's that's like a, a prime time period for you, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to develop as a person. Uh, so I would say I would say that and just con continue to just do your best in everything. You know, if you set your mind to something, just just do your best, see it through. And then once you get to where you're going to get to, pay it forward. You know, for sure, for sure, yeah. you know teach Bruce, that next person. Bruce, a really, really good, good point. So you want to add anything to it? I mean, I enjoy the conversation, bro. Just a lot of intellect talking but like i don't really I, I appreciate your time and the um you know the business thing i was trying to like you know because we started this podcast thing bro it's a lot of work bro just even your major and applying the all these applications and just doing this business on the side bro that's like hella stuff because i'm doing my major of biomedical engineering now bro like crazy major bro like with, and there's not like a lot of black students in engineering and stuff and even bme bro i go to classes bro like every single time there's not and there's like one black person, bro, in most of my classes, bro. So it's crazy, bro. Most of the time, you know, I have this sense of belonging in BMC and everything, but like, you know, it's totally different in my major and everything. 
starting this podcast, bro. Just investing time. It's been it was a year, like a week ago, but like you know, just recently, bro. You, we had we just had uh, this interview with on um, VC News, bro. Trying to like pull stats, bro. Like, cause we've been working on this for like the longest of time, bro. And it took like I don't want to go into details, but like to more like many months for this t- shit to work. So you have sixty five episodes and everything, bro. So I know you work hard, bro, with your business and everything, bro. Like. Mm-hmm. And for us to read this milestone, bro, that shit is coming soon. But, like, it means a lot to us. But, like, talking about hardware, bro, just, like, whatever you want to do, bro, your life, your major, bro, like, just try to have a plan. Because, like, although even just having that plan is one step, bro. Because, like, executing that plan is, like, a whole different thing. But, like, having that guidance, you can't have the guidance, bro. But, like, at the end of the day, you're still going to be doing your work and everything, bro. Like, me personally, I didn't have, like, that many guidance, bro. But, like. Cause I'm a first generation college student, bro. None of my yeah. parents like went to college, bro. So just pushing through, bro. Like, and I'm still doing good, bro. Like BME, bro. I have a good GPA and everything, bro. Good exposure and everything. That's why I'm trying to like go four years, cause that's my plan, bro. Just like try to do what's best for you. Don't try to like follow a lot of people, bro. Just try to go in your own route. Do what's best for you. Don't try to like, cause most of us like you know we go through obstacles and everything. We have our plan, but we still hit obstacles, bro. And you don't if you don't like. Definitely know what you're doing, bro. You're gonna like fall down quickly, bro. And it gets hard with time and everything gets improved, like, gets challenging with time. But, like, you know, we just blessed to be alive right now and just doing whatever we're doing right now. So, I would say, bro, like, I don't even know what to say, bro. I appreciate your time. One hour, like, th- almost 25 minutes, bro. And just giving the gifts, bro, it means a lot to me, bro. Personally, that's all I can say, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Whatever you're doing for DMC, I know Mr. Good out there, Thomas, bro, doing your thing, bro. So, you just been here, just having the confidence to be here, have this conversation with us, bro. Like, you have these features and everything coming up, a lot of things, and this episode is gonna release, you know, soon. Like, you know, you know, we discuss you have other things like Prince, Kelly, and everything. But like, appreciate your time, you know. Most of all, just coming here with the confidence, and because a lot of people be like, they be like, when you come here, it's like, oh, appreciate your time and the gifts, man. That's all I can say, man. It's yeah, like, bro, thank you. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to it. Like, this has been an amazing conversation. Like. I look back when I saw you for like what's it called when I was a freshman year. So yeah. well, I was like, damn, this man is cool as hell. When I be seeing you out here, but like, I go mad respect for you, especially like you know sticking through your path. Cause like you know, a lot of people come out here with a plan, some don't, and they just like you know give up and like you know sticking it through, like you know staying consistent with it, and not letting anybody tell you anything. Like we already mentioned, most of these other tracks, like you know, pre med has a lot of guidance. Pre dent, I don't even think there's a club for pre dent to be honest. Even if there is, it's probably like what two people in it. So like yeah. you know. Like yeah. sticking through it and not giving up, like I really commend you for that. But also like carrying yourself more, bro, with DMT and everything. Like I got my respect for you, but I gotta let the people know for real, for real. Like <laughs> I appreciate everything you've been yeah, doing, bro. Keep going for real, like, Sony, Sony, Goofy, I too, that, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> school, I got added to it, bro. Yeah, what's going what's to UConn, it? right? Yeah, UConn, taking my talents to Connecticut, man. Bro, just keep going, bro. Cause I saw, I think, I mean DMT too, but I be like, you know, focusing on other things. I don't really like get that much time to like. You know, just being this, but I saw the um the schools you got into and everything. But I was like, that's that's not crazy, bro. Like, just keep going, bro. I will do. And like, I know there's a lot of you know good takeaways. I mean, personally, one thing I got out: don't let nobody put you in a box, bro. Mm-hmm. I fuck with that, bro. And just stick with a plan, bro. Just have a plan, bro. Just try to execute as possible as you can, bro. Just that ten hour DAT work and everything, like that's crazy bro that's not that's not my thing I, I i still work hard bro obviously every single day but like i'm not doing dano stuff but like that's mad crazy just keep on working hard but that's what i took from it and appreciate you man nah for sure yo thank y'all for having me for real like yeah, this means a lot to me
I told you it was a part of the plan, yeah. man. Like, y'all are angels. Thank you. That was a plan, man. Bro, Thank y'all for listening. We are your hosts. This is a twenty. Rolling Kusi. And we are joined by Steven. Catch you y'all in the next one. I hope you all felt that. Thank you for tuning in to Feel That Pocket by King King. Our show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Ready Power. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating. Follow Feel That Pocket on Instagram and get access to our website.